0: And welcome to Twenty One Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk all about uh, 21st century education, uh, what it is, how to get there, and if you are there, how to push yourself even further. Uh, my name is Krista McDivitt. I am a teacher. I am a researcher, a professional learning facilitator, and a doctoral candidate in education, specifically educational leadership with a, with a focus on um you guessed it, 21st century education. So today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about learning theory. I know that learning theory um, it can get pretty heavy. And for those of you that have gone to school for education in your undergrad, or perhaps in your master's degree, you're like, okay, yeah, great. Learning theory. Love it. Let's move on. But I really think that it is... Super important to sort of understand the theory behind why we do things in the classroom. This is really the underpinning of the choices that we make. Um, So we need to know why we're making these choices. So I'm gonna go through um, five or so learning theories. There are more, but uh, we're gonna cover behaviorism, cognitivism, constructivism, social constructivism, and connectivism today. Behaviorism is the theory that students learn through external stimuli. So for example, you as the teacher dictate everything that student learns. The way that you teach, the way that you set up your classroom, um, the activities that you explicitly do with your students are exactly how they learn so you are conditioning their behavior through positive and negative reinforcement and in behaviorism that's seen as a very effective tool for learning and behavior modification Um, so you're looking at that punishment and reward system so a fella named john b watson i know very sherlock holmes of him uh created this theory and it really is in a classroom setting where a teacher, you take on the responsibility of filling your students' cups with knowledge. So you see yourself as the knowledge keeper and you see your students as empty vessels and these empty vessels can be filled with the knowledge that you give them. So when we look at it in the classroom, I'm sure we can all imagine the kinds of activities and the ways of learning and the instructional methods that we use. Uh, Lecture (laughs) comes to mind when I think of behaviorism. Um, Also, worksheets, things like that, where you are giving students information and they are in turn repeating, regurgitating that information and calling it learned. The second one I want to talk about the second learning theory is cognitivism and cognitivism was developed by Jean Piaget and he says that a child develops cognitive pathways in understanding and physical responses to experiences. So he says in this theory, students learn most effectively through reading text and lecture based instruction. So again, you are as teacher you are the one who's holding the knowledge and you are guiding your students through lectures through reading texts and that's the way that you believe that students learn so i'm sure that we can all agree that these two uh, learning theories are very teacher-centered the classroom revolves around teacher the learning revolves around teacher and this is a very traditional way of of teaching and learning. I know this is how I was taught and I'm sure you can probably look back on your experience and say, yeah, that's (laughs) that sounds pretty familiar. But also as a teacher, this is sort of where we default Um, a lot of teacher education programs. This is kind of where they're teaching you, they're teaching you that that students will learn and respond directly from your own actions. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on a teacher, because you will all have and have all had students who just don't connect, and and you cannot quite get to them. And in these learning theories, that's your fault, because they are not responding to the stimuli that you are giving them. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on teachers' backs. And I know for me, when I find myself in that situation and, you know, behaviorism and cognitivism is kind of where I go when I'm in survival mode, um, because you have control. So you find yourself in those situations and you just like really not sure how to get out of it. Not sure what to do. Um, everything is very one size fits all. Um, it's very, um, it's good for those like drill and practice back to basics uh, type of instruction that uh, is a little bit more traditional in education. So we're gonna cross the bridge now into um, learning theories that are more cohesive to a 21st century uh, education model. So the first one we're gonna talk about is constructivism. And constructivism, I'm going to tell you who created this, and you're going to know his name, uh, Mr. John Dewey, Mr. John Dewey, we've all heard about, I'm sure in our undergrads in our grad studies. And he, in the early 1900s, created this idea where students will learn through the creation of ideas, so they construct their own understanding of knowledge through experiences, through hands-on learning. And of course, teachers need to be there for a certain number of facts. But in constructivism, students will take those facts and what teachers want to give them. They will take the experiences that they had in their past previous classes, the experiences that they have within their classroom, and they are going to work with that information and create their own understanding of what the topic is or, or what, what the knowledge that you want them to learn is. So when we look back at those teacher-centered learning theories, we see teacher as knowledge keeper and we see student as empty vessel. Here in constructivism, we're not seeing students as an empty vessel. They have a lot to give to the learning experience. They already have knowledge. So we are helping them build on the knowledge they already have. I don't see myself in constructivism as the keeper of knowledge because I'm not. In this situation, I am helping students, teaching students how to learn, how to go about finding information, how to inquire, how to follow lines of inquiry, rather than giving them the information and having them regurgitate it back to me. The next learning theory I want to talk about, which is sort of a cousin to constructivism is social constructivism. And social constructivism is all the things we talked about with constructivism, but it adds the element of co-constructing that social element. So if you believe in social constructivism, your classroom is going to be full of collaboration, full of group work, because you believe, students, people cannot learn without others. So you are using the minds, the experiences of other people, in addition to your own, co-creating reality, co-creating knowledge. Again, as teacher, you are not the one... Who is the keeper of knowledge? You are the one who is helping your students understand how to navigate learning on their own. You are setting up frameworks for them. You are finding resources for them. You are perhaps putting on mini lessons for them as a place of, like, a resource teacher as a resource. Um, But students are working together to create and co create their understanding. Now, you can quite easily see, I mean, social constructivism, you you wouldn't necessarily have every single thing you do in every single course working together, but the majority of it is understanding that students need to be connected to others in order to fully have deep learning. The final learning theory that we're going to talk about today is connectivism. Now, connectivism is relatively new learning theory. And it's based on the idea that people process information by forming connections. Um, This theory was developed uh, in the digital and technological age, of course. Um, And this theory suggests that people no longer stop learning after formal education and continue to gain knowledge through other avenues such as job skills, networking experiences and these are based in technology tools so this is really believing that education can happen inside and outside of the classroom because of the technology that we have now so think of um Connections through internet, think of social media. Social media is huge. Um, As adults outside of school, we can quite easily find places online and in social media where we can learn things. There are ed chats on Twitter. Uh, We can go to those places, make those connections with people across the world and continue learning even when it's not formal. So this is really important because we'll learn in later episodes that 21st century learning and 21st century education means creating lifelong learners. So with connectivism, you are really creating that foundation for lifelong learners. You're showing students how and where they can find information that isn't just you. So these last three really take ego way out of teaching Um, You cannot claim that you know everything, (laughs) and I know that uh, sometimes that's hard for teachers because a lot of teachers get into teaching because, like, I'm speaking for myself, we're a bit of a control freak, and that's fine, Um, but we have to understand that we don't know everything, and what we do know and what we're very good at as educators are helping students learn, are teaching students how to learn. We need to start looking past the content of the curriculum and start learning or start teaching kids how to learn. So these last three are very much a 21st century focused um, learning theory. So I'm going to challenge you and pose a question to you. I know that for me, those first two, behaviorism and cogn- um, and cognitivism, yeah, they are definitely within my teaching experience. And I know that they are traditional, and traditional is not always a bad thing, but I am starting to believe more and more and more that this is not how kids learn. This is not how I learn. I do not learn this way. So I don't know how I can expect my kids to learn this way. But I also know this is very coveted in some educational circles where you have these really high standards of regurgitation. Um, And I want you to think about and challenge yourself, do I... Have I adopted some of these learning theories, this behaviorist learning theory? Who is it serving? Why do I continue to teach this way? Did I know that it wasn't the best way or the best learning theory for students today? Do I... Is this where my comfort zone is? Is this where I'm comfortable? Is this the type of style of teaching and understanding of learning where I can go back and reuse the same assignments over and over again for this for different kids each year? Why are we choosing this learning theory? Why are we choosing a teacher-centered classroom? And then I want you to think about why or what could we do with a student-centered classroom? Looking at constructivism, social constructivism, and connectivism. How can we add elements of these learning theories within our spaces? Even if we're not going to go into the fall and say, I am never lecturing again. I am never doing a work uh, worksheet ever again. I'm gonna totally go 100% constructivism. We know that is just not possible, please. Do not do that to yourself. You will burn out by October. But start to think about where. what are my values? How do I truly deep down believe students learn? All right, that is all for uh, our episode today. I would love it if you would share some of your thoughts and ideas on our Instagram. And our Instagram is at 21ED podcast. Uh, you can also go on anchor.fm slash 21ED podcast, and you can leave me a voice message if you have any interest in asking questions um, or telling me why one of these really, you know, fill your heart. My name is Krista McDivitt, and I'm really happy that you listened to 21ED podcast today and I look forward to speaking with you all again soon.